Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Just one verse in your hearing in Psalms chapter 127. Psalms chapter 127 verse 1. Amen. Praise God. God is so good. Psalms 127.1, a song of degrees for Solomon. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We ask you to have your way in the name of Jesus. God, and continue to let your spirit flow in this place that that started in the Sunday school. And we thank you, God, before we leave this place, I pray that every single person will receive what they need in Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. 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 You may be seated. You will notice uh, the beginning of our text verse was prefixed with a sentence in brackets. And I never normally read those bracketed statements. Amen. Because they aren't part of the original Greek and Hebrew of the Bible. But the book of Psalms has these things in several of the beginning of the verse, verse of several of the chapters. In this particular one, it said, A song of degrees for Solomon. Amen. And these descriptions are something that will show who wrote the book, or the, that particular chapter, or who, what it's about, or who it's for. Now, we know David wrote many of the Psalms. And so it's thought that David wrote this Psalm for his son, song, his son Solomon. Amen. And it begins with this powerful verse. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, they, the watchman waketh but in vain. Amen. Praise God. Now, we know that Solomon succeeded David on the throne And he was the heir apparent. When David passed away, Solomon took over. And we know that David was very special to God. We know that uh, though he went through tough times, uh, that God had him all the way through. We we know that that God said this about David in Acts chapter 13, verse 22. I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. David was highly favored and well-beloved of God. He was uniquely qualified to give this very important, maybe fatherly advice to his son to help him to be the best king he could be. Amen. He basically says, son, if the Lord doesn't build a house, you're wasting your time. 
Amen. Son, if the Lord doesn't keep the city, it doesn't matter how many people you have, how many expert watchmen on the wall you have watching that city. Amen. David knew that Solomon would not only be building his own house and his own kingdom, he would be building the house of the Lord, the new temple. Amen. That David had prepared. He also knew that Solomon would be in charge of the safety and the prosperity of the capital city of Israel where God chose to put his name, which was Jerusalem. Amen. So this was a multi-meaning, multi-faceted verse of scripture. And some of the last words that David said to his son Solomon on his deathbed were these. And you know what? It's always good to to take heed to the last words of somebody. Amen. The last words of Jesus, the last words of anybody. Amen. Amen. Are usually very powerful and are worth listening to and holding on to and pondering. But this is some of what David David said to Solomon on his deathbed, Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. Amen. So he was saying, son, you need to trust God to build this house. Son, you need to trust God to keep this city. It all boils down to trust, folks. We need to trust God in our lives. Amen. And that's what I want to preach about today. I will trust the Lord. Amen. I don't care what you've taken back from God because you don't think you can trust Him. Amen. Or you think you can do a better job. I'm here to remind you and I'm here to tell you this morning, you need to give that back to God. And you need to trust God. Amen. With you and your your spouse and your kids and your job and your house and everything, you need to trust God. Amen. Are we going to trust God that he'll do a better job at building and keeping things in our lives than we can ever do? We should, and we need to, and we better. Amen. You see, once something's built, it has to be kept. Amen? And so how it's built is important, and how it's maintained is important, and how it's kept or guarded is important. You know, a house or a building is built, and then what do we got to do? You got to hire a security guard. For a business or whatever. First thing that happens. All right, hey, that's built. Hey, we're going to break in and see what we can steal. That's the first thing. Amen. It's got to be guarded because there's thieves. There's bad people to want to break in and tear down every good thing that's been built in that house. Amen. It's been in that city. Praise God. So a lot of time and money and effort goes into keeping and guarding something that's been built. You know, we we invest in lighting, we invest in locks, we invest in walls and gates, we invest in camera and alarm systems, we invest in guard dogs, amen, and we even invest in security guards if need be to keep 
our house, to keep our business. Amen. But you know what? It doesn't matter if you've got the best. Amen. Of the best. Unless you're trusting God to keep that house or city, it will not be safe. Amen. Some of those things only keep out the honest criminals. You know what? I have all of those things. Amen. And I thank God for it. But you know what? Jesus is keeping a house. I'm trusting God to keep my house. I'm trusting God to keep this house. Praise God. When I wake up in the morning and I go outside and my truck's still there, I thank God for that. Oh, well, what's the big deal? Well, what the big deal is, is, you know, I heard uh, the, the next morning, you know, people coming across the street. The guy's truck right across the street was broken into and they almost stole it. They had the ignition out and everything, but they just couldn't get it out of there. And mine is just like a stone's throw away. Not even a stone's throw. Just like a, there it is. Amen. I thank God for that. Well, it was just a coincidence. He flipped the coin and he chose that truck. Nope. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe, Lord, if I ask you to keep the house, and if I ask you to build the house, he's going to do it. Amen. David wrote a lot about trust in the book of Psalms. Psalms 37.3, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the new day. Trust him. Amen. Psalm 56, 11. David wrote, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. Sometime we, told, we heard about fear from Jessica earlier. Amen. And we don't need to fear. Because the Bible said, along with what she said in Timothy, Amen. The Bible said in First John, Perfect love casteth out all fear. And I'm thankful that I've got perfect love in my life when Jesus is in there. Amen. That love from above, that agape love, that's perfect love. And when you have the Spirit of God in your life, you don't have to deal with, you don't have to take, take fear and just let it just overwhelm you. Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times. Everybody say all times. Amen. That's the part we have a hard time with because all of us have trusted in God at one point or another. It's the consistency. It's being ongoing, keeping that trust in him even when it's really up against it. Praise God, a rock and a hard place situation when we don't know what's going to happen. That's when we start taking things back. That's when we start looking for other places to trust. Don't do it. Amen. Trust Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. See, to trust is to have an assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something else. One in which confidence is placed. Amen. I got to trust Him. I got to have confidence in Him that He knows what's best for me and He has my best interests at heart. Amen. Like I've always said many times before, God is always good and God is always right and He's never done me wrong. Amen. And you should be able to say those three things too. God is always good. God is always right. He's never done me wrong. Why don't I trust him? 
the one we need to place our absolute trust and confidence in in all times and for all things is Jesus. Praise God, especially in these days that we're living in. We're living in the last days. It's easy to say. I don't know where. The last days is not, uh, you know, just one week of time. The last days is a period of time. Amen. Just like the tribulation is going to be a, like a period of time. You know, it's a seven-year period of, of, of slowly accumulating and uh, progressing situations uh, as the Antichrist uh, is, is uh, revealed to the world. And we know that's in the future, but we know that we're in the last days because we've seen, we've read, and Jesus, though he didn't give us dates, he gave us the signs of the times that we can understand we're in the last days. We see just all kinds of things that are happening in our country and around the world that, we can, that let us know, amen, that the coming of the Lord is coming closer. And so if we ever trusted God, we need to trust Him today, folks. Now the Bible talks about people trusting in the wrong things because trust is a generic thing. It depends on what you're trusting in. Amen. You know, people trusting in, the Bible says people trust in their wickedness. People trust in their riches or treasures or wealth. People trust in their falsehoods. They, they deceive themselves and they trust in that. They trust in their own lies, they tell themselves. People trust in their own works instead of God's grace and righteousness. People trust, amen, in, them all, in their own selves and in their own hearts, in their own vanity. And they trust in man instead of God. Praise God. See, when you trust your doctor more than God, then you have misplaced trust. Amen. Amen. When you trust your 401k more than God, you got misplaced trust. Praise the Lord. When you trust anything, when you trust your own strength, your own intellect, your own wisdom, your own whatever, when you trust other people more than God, you have misplaced trust. Jesus didn't, you know, Jesus, when he talked about faith, he didn't say you didn't have enough faith. He said, all you need is a faith is a grain of mustard seed. He said, where is your faith? Amen. And I have that question today. Where is our trust? Praise the Lord. We have trust. We just sometimes misplace it. Let's put it in God. Let's put it in God. Because all of these things that I just mentioned, they'll, they'll not prosper in the long run. They will ultimately let us down and fail us. Amen. We cannot trust in the wrong things for building and keeping our lives. Trust in God. Trust in His wisdom. Trust in His strength. Trust in His timing. Amen. Trust in His motives. Trust in His mercy. Trust in His holy name. Trust in His infallible word. Trust in the guidance of His spirit. Trust in the cleansing power. Man, we sing a bunch about the blood today. Thank God for the blood. I think we only didn't sing two of the whole blood songs. I mean, we sang every blood song except for a couple of them. But it was awesome. Amen. Amen. We didn't say, thank, we didn't say, uh, say there's power in the blood, but that's a good one. Amen. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I like that one too. Amen. That means when he sees the blood on your life, that, that, was, that's, that, that, that goes back to the death angel on the 10th plague in Egypt. Amen. And uh, that was, a, that was a, a no respecter of persons plague. Some of those plagues were only for the Egyptians. That last one was for anybody, Jew or Egyptian. If you didn't have the blood on the doorpost, that angel was going in and the firstborn was 
taken out. Amen. But when I see the blood on your life, amen, I'm going to pass over. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we got to have the blood, folks. Amen. And like Jessica said this morning, we, 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 we might fall, but we don't need to fail because the blood will cleanse us from all sin. Amen. In fact, the Bible said, when I fall, don't rejoice against me, enemy, because when I fall, I'm going to get up. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord's going to be a light to me. You know why? Because I trust God. If I wasn't trusting God, when I fall, I'd stay down and I'd give up. Amen. But I'm trusting God and I have confidence in Him. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to move on. I don't care if I got a black eye. I don't care if I I got a little limp. I don't care if I I got hurt in that fall. I'm going to learn and I'm going to move on. I'm going to trust in His blood. And I'm going to trust in all these things. So, of course, Solomon, you know, he, he had his big prayer. You know, God said, you know, ask what you want and I'll give it to you. And he prayed for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. And so he uh, followed in his father's footsteps. And his father wrote and spoke a lot about trust. And so Solomon decided to give, take, uh, try his hand at it. And in Proverbs chapter 3, he said in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not to your own understanding. See, that's the problem. Well, I understand everything. Oh, yeah, we know about these know-it-alls. Everybody knows one. There's none here today, okay? So we'll just, <laughs> so we're safe to talk about them, you know. Of course, is that gossip? I don't know. Okay. But, you know, there's, you know everybody, we, we know someone that, like, even if you have a Ph.D. and you got a Nobel Peace Prize for your field, and then you start talking to them about it, they know more about it than you. You know, and they don't know beans. But they'll, they'll, they'll think that they know more about it than you. Amen. But we, got, we can't lean to our own understanding. That's what not trusting God is. Well, I understand. I, I know how to do this. I'll just go ask so-and-so. I just, well, I'll handle it and I'll figure it out. No. Amen. You can do that sometimes. But in general and, and overall in life, we got to trust God. Yes. Amen. And then he said, after we lean not to his, our own understanding, verse 6, he said, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct Thy paths. The Bible said, happy is the person that trusts in God. Amen. Amen. Have you been happy slappy lately? Or have you been like, you know, what was me? Maybe you're not trusting God enough. You know, I'm not saying, you know, Christians aren't happy all the time. That's a myth, you know. We're not just, uh, you know, well, as soon as we get saved, look at this, man. We're like Pollyanna. It's all good. Every, no, I mean, even when we fall out of a tree, we're happy, you know. <laughs> no, it's not that. Amen. But we have more chances and more we're prone to be happier when, we have, when we're trusting in God. Yeah. Amen. And the Bible also says that perfect peace comes to the person that trusts in God. How's your peace uh, leveled these days? Or are you like, like eating the corn on the cob? Or like typing, you know, with the old typewriters. Amen. Some of you kids like, huh? Even the word, what? Typewriter? You know, like the phone you used to have on the wall. It had a long cord. Huh? Okay, never mind. You know, we'd get in the, the old van with the eight-track tape player. 
It was awesome. Hey, can I borrow the van? I got some eight tracks to play. Okay, I'll move on. But perfect peace comes to those that trust him. Perfect peace. Right? You can't get any better peace than that. He's the prince of peace. We've got to trust in him. And the Bible finally says, it says, blessed is the person that trusts in the Lord. Amen. So I can be happy, and I can have perfect peace, and I can be blessed. Man, we should be starting to get on the trust wagon here. You know, a bird sitting in a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking. Because its trust is not in the branch, but in its wings. Amen. Listen, folks. We're putting too much emphasis on the branch. Yeah, I'm going to get me a good branch. It's going to be a good branch. Big old fat one. It's never going anywhere. You know, and then I build my whole life on that branch. And then I don't have any plan B. Amen. But you know what? God gives us wings. Amen. Jessica alluded to it in, his, in her, uh, her verse, uh, one of her verses. We need to trust in our wings and not in our branch. Amen. Our branch is our own understanding. And our wings is trusting in God. Amen. Where do we get our wings from? From Him. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. God wants to give us wings... So we don't trust in our own understanding. Well, as long as I got that branch, I'm safe. Like a vulture or something. Look up. Who thou? Who's here? Who's messing with my branch? No. Amen. The house and the city in our text verse, it speaks symbolic of other things in our lives. We build and keep many things in our lives. Our relationships are built and then kept. Amen. Our marriages are built and kept. Our families are built and kept. Our friendships are built and kept. Our jobs, our careers, our character, our integrity, our legacy, all of these things are built and they're kept. And they can be lost and they can be ruined if we don't put all of those things Amen. In God's trust. Amen. Are we trusting in God to help us build and keep our things in our lives? You know, when life pushes you to the edge, trust in God fully. Because only two things can happen if you're trusting in God when you're on the edge. Either He'll catch you when you fall, or He'll teach you how to fly. Amen. Either one, you're going to be okay because you have your trust in Him. You're not trusting on the edge and you're not trusting on the branch. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, Let me read uh, another passage of Scripture here. Matthew chapter 7 said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was 
the fall of it. Folks, we got to trust God to build our house. Amen. Now, he's not building it for us. Amen. We're building. It's a cooperation. Our lives, we got to put our heart, mind, soul, and strength into it. But we got to let God be number one and let him direct us. Amen. And so, tell us where, how, where to dig, how deep to dig the foundation and where to pour and where to put the first cornerstones. And, amen. And all the, the key things so that thing will withstand a storm of life. Amen. We got to build on the rock. Praise God. And last time I checked in the Bible, the rock is God. Hallelujah. The rock is God. Too much in our life is a bunch of jello pudding. We're just like, you know, I need a Tylenol or something right now. I just jiggled my brain. I'm I'm walking on jello. Amen. I'm just like, I'm running. My life is lemon meringue. You know what lemon meringue is? It's all stuff and no, no fluff and no stuff. Amen. It tastes great, but there's nothing there. It's like when you get there, like I want a pie that's got, you know, weighs about five pounds so I can get something out of it. Amen. You have the Krispy Kreme original donut. Amen. I want, amen, a apple fritter the size of a manhole cover. Praise God. And give me a gallon of milk. That's a donut. That is something. I want something with substance. And Jesus is no fluff. Jesus is all stuff. He's a rock. He's solid. Amen. Even when I'm a little teetery, if I hold on to the rock, I don't care if the big bad wolf comes and huffs and puffs trying to blow my house down. Jesus will be there. Amen. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. The church is built on the rock of Jesus. Our lives are built on the rock of Jesus. Amen. Jesus even said, hallelujah, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the rock of knowing that He's Almighty God. That's the rock of knowing how to be saved. That's the rock of knowing that we need to trust in Him wholly with our hearts. Amen. I don't always know how and when He's going to do it. I just know when He does it, it'll be done right. And it'll be the best it can be. Amen. It's not in my timing. That's why I got to trust. Trust and confidence is kind of like faith. I got to have patience and trust and have confidence. God said everything would work out. Not that everything would make sense. Trust Him. Did you hear that? He said everything would work out. Not that everything would make sense. Well, you see, if it doesn't compute in my little calculator, and if I put this blue stuff in with the red stuff and it doesn't bubble and turn green then it is not computing and I am not going to go there well you're going to miss out on being happy and peaceful and blessed then that's what I'm talking about we lean not to your own understand I don't understand this doesn't matter we see a story after story in the Bible that Jesus told him to do this okay I'll do it I don't understand it. I'll do it amen trust him trust him Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was going to have one of you come up so you could just have you fall and I'll catch you. 
and just told you to touch me. And I was on purpose going to let you go almost to the floor on the first go around. Because then you would most certainly catch yourself like when you said, hey, he's not catching me. I mean, even though he said uh, to trust you. And then you're going to, okay, that ain't going to work. And then I was going to tell that person, look, I said I'd be with you. I said I was never going to leave you. I said I'll catch you before you hit the ground. Amen. doesn't make sense, and I'm not telling you when I'm catching you. But I'll be there. And then the second time I was going to, as soon as they went, I was going to catch them right away. So it just it seems like everyone's picturing that good in their minds. <laughs> Amen. So that's a good object lesson. Your own imagination. You see, man says, show me and I'll trust you. And God says, trust me and I'll show you. Show me, God. Well, I'm waiting. I got a lot of stuff. I got to trust some other things. I got to get going here. No, show me. Amen. Trust me, Lord. Trust, let me trust you, Lord. And he'll show us. He'll show us the way. But the trust has to come first. Just like without faith, it's impossible to please God. The faith has to come first. The trust has to come first. Amen. I will trust the Lord. Amen. What are you building? We all have something we're building. Amen. You just name it. I named a few. There might have been some I missed that you're thinking about. Whatever it is, it'll be better with God being trusted right in the middle of it. Would you stand with me? Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.